Today you'll hear a strong resurrection theme in our two readings. Our first is from Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say, Our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, This is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. And our gospel reading is from John chapter 11, selected verses. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God who is to come into the world. Jesus once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. 
When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Therefore, many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen what Jesus did believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees called a meeting of the Sanhedrin. What are we accomplishing, they asked. Here is this man performing many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him. And then the Romans will come and take away both our temple and our nation. Then one of them, named Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, spoke up. You know nothing at all. You do not realize that it is better for you that one man die for the people than that the whole nation perish. He did not say this on his own, but as high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the Jewish nation, and not only for that nation, but also for the scattered children of God, to bring them together and make them one. So from that day on, they plotted to take his life. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the 17th century, London was stricken with a plague called the Black Death. In May of 1664, it claimed its first few victims. By May of the next year, 600 individuals had died. And by the following month in June, the number had risen to 6,000. By July, it was at 17,000. And then in the month of August alone, 31,000 people died. People responded by fleeing the city like rats from a sinking ship. And as a result, the disease spread throughout Europe. In the end, it claimed over 75,000 lives in England alone and over 75 million lives worldwide. It was called the Black Death because its victims were were covered with large, ashen-looking splotches. But the term Black Death also reflected the darkness of ignorance that surrounded the cause of the disease. You see, many believe that the sooty, polluted air that, that smothered the city of London was the cause. In actuality, the disease was carried by fleas on the back of rats. Well, until the cause was learned, it was believed that the smell of roses would flush the disease from the lungs. So patients would be taken to rose gardens, and there they would join hands and and walk around the roses, breathing in the fragrance of the blossoms. Some would even place rose petals in their pockets to keep the fragrance with them. While the treatment had no effect, yet some believe it did give rise to a nursery rhyme known to us to this day. Ring around the roses, a pocket full of posies, ashes, ashes, we all fall down. We all fall down. 
It's a scary outlook, isn't it? As in those days, so also in these days. We are reminded of our crumbling security. Our way of life has come to a screeching halt. Social distancing has brought us face to face with our greatest enemy, the greatest cause of our insecurity, death. And in the face of this pandemic, the reality of death is lurking just outside our doors, literally. And the looming possibility is all too real. Ashes, ashes, we all fall down. My friends, here is where you and I would do well to welcome the Lord Jesus Christ into the very midst of our lives, into the very midst of our fears and our insecurities. And to do that today, we recall that time in the life of our Lord Jesus Christ when he was confronted with the death of his friend, Lazarus. You see, what Jesus said, what Jesus did, and the impact of Jesus' response not only had a profound effect on those who were there that day, but it can and should have a profound effect on your life and my life today. Especially as we find ourselves living in the midst of this stark reminder of our crumbling security. We begin by taking to heart Jesus' profound words in this story. Because of escalating hostilities, Jesus had left Judea and journeyed east beyond the Jordan. And while there, word came to Jesus that his friend Lazarus was seriously sick. And we read in John's gospel account, when Jesus heard this, he said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. What a profound statement. But you see, this is not the first time that Jesus spoke in language like this. If you recall concerning the man born blind whom we heard about last weekend, Jesus had said concerning that incident, he said, This happened so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. My friends, this reminds you and me that in the face of those things that strike at our sense of security, God is not only there, but God is working to further reveal himself to us. Thus, for our Lord Jesus Christ, rather than respond to this news of Lazarus declining health in fear or panic, Jesus simply stayed where he was two days. Well, during that time, Lazarus did die. And then in another profound word, Jesus then said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. And for your sake, I was glad that I was not there so that you may believe. And this further reminds us that in the face of those things that strike at our sense of security, God is not only there, God is not only working to further reveal himself to us, 
But in such moments, God is giving us every reason to believe in him no matter what. When word came to Martha that Jesus had arrived at the outskirts of town, she went out to meet him. And with words that expressed a past hope, she said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. A little later, Martha's sister Mary would echo the very same sentiment. Well, Jesus in this moment tries to lovingly steer Martha away from the past and to get her to look in a new direction. He said, your brother will rise again. Again, another profound word, a word full of promise, a word that serves to bolster trust and hope. But for Martha, her sorrow at this moment seems to be preventing her from fully hearing what what Jesus is saying. She moves from looking regretfully to the past, but, but now it's like she goes to another extreme, somewhat reluctantly, of gazing distantly off into the faraway future. She said, I know he will rise again in the resurrection of the last day. Although that word of a future hope rings true to her ears, yet her heartfelt sorrow in the face of crumbling security remains. So Jesus redirects Martha's perspective once more. With another profound word, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Notice the first two words. I am. Present tense. And with this profound word, Jesus takes Martha by the shoulders verbally and in essence says, Martha, look at me. Look at me. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. You see, Jesus was not offering Martha a trite cliche here. No, he was offering her an ever-present hope. Jesus then follows that up with a most profound question. In fact, it is the most important question of all for both Martha and each one of us. Jesus asked her, do you believe this? And in response, Martha comes into the present. She's no longer regretfully looking to the past, nor is she gazing distantly off into the faraway future. No. Without any sense of security, insecurity, Martha declares, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. Having accomplished this conviction in Martha through his profound word, Jesus then underscores it with a most profound work. He asks to be taken to the tomb of Lazarus. And on the way there, some of those who had come to comfort Mary and Martha asked, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? A little did they realize that they were about to get their question answered in a most profound way. 
take the stone away, he said. And with some lingering thoughts of the past, Martha said, Lord, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Or I like the way the King James Version puts it. Lord, Martha said, by this time he stinketh. Now Jesus once more pushes the past aside and again brings Martha back into the present. He reminds her, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God. And now with all eyes strained on Jesus, the people there almost being like kids at a parade on their tippy toes, Jesus then spoke a most profound word which resulted in a most profound action. Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And the gospel writer John, an eyewitness, attests with words that express amazement. The dead man came out. From the previous miracle of a man who said, I was blind, but now I see, we behold the miracle of a man who was dead, but now alive. Yes, a most profound work indeed. As Martha and Mary now looked anew into the eyes of their resurrected brother, we can only imagine our Lord Jesus looking just beyond Lazarus, looking back at them with eyes smiling back that said, you see, I am, am the resurrection and the life. And my friends, here is where you and I see Jesus' most profound response to death, the greatest cause of all our, insecure, of all our uh, insecurities, the greatest enemy to our security. First, in Christ Jesus, there is life after death. Job once asked, if a man dies, will he live again? Well, in the profound words and work of our Lord Jesus Christ, the answer is yes. Jesus backed up his profound words, not only with the resurrection of Lazarus, but even more so by his own resurrection from the dead after having been crucified for our sakes on the cross of Calvary. And what this now means for you and me is that Jesus not only experienced death, but Jesus conquered it. The apostle Paul writes, for we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, death no longer has mastery over him. And the victory that is our Lord Jesus Christ's, he now shares, he now extends to you and to me through faith, to anyone and everyone who believes in him, just as Martha declared, he, just as he declared to Martha, he who believes in me will live even though he dies. For those who believe in Jesus, death does not have the final say in their lives. Jesus does. He who believes in me will live, Jesus said. What is more, in Christ Jesus, not only is there life after death, but there is also life before death. 
as the COVID-19 pandemic reminds us of our crumbling security, God's word reminds us of the peace and the security that is ours right now in knowing that our victorious Lord Jesus Christ is right here with us in the midst of whatever we are going through. I want to remind you prior to his arrest and crucifixion, Jesus had spoken this very interesting word to his disciples. He said, a time is coming and has come when you will be scattered each to his own home. (laughs) Rather ironic, isn't it? But it's on the next verse that I really want to draw your focus. In John 16, 33, words that are worthy of our learning by heart, Jesus then says this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. You see, peace and security is ours right now through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And then we fast forward to another moment of social distancing. I take you to the evening of that first day of the week following our Lord's resurrection, where the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. And then we read how the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Peace and security are ours right now through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. My friends, even in the face of our crumbling security, even though we still live with the threat that ashes, ashes, we all fall down, yet through faith in Christ Jesus, we know that we will not only rise again, but that new life has already risen upon us, enabling us to live right now in the peace of God that surpasses all human understanding. Therefore, my dear friends, especially in these days of crumbling security, let us continue to hold fast to him who is the resurrection and the life. And in answer to that most profound question of all, do you believe this? Let you and I join together in saying, and I invite you to do it right here and now, join with me in saying, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was to come into this world. With that conviction, May the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, guard your hearts and your minds through your faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.